Good evening, everybody, and welcome here to the Sports Talk Network, and welcome here to Talking Packers with Steve as we head into week eight of the NFL season, and here, as always, every single week with my co-host with the most there, AJ, there from school. So, AJ, people know how, how you're doing. How's your week been through the week past? Uh, it's been fun, at least um, not focusing on the Packers, you know, so... No, I I would get past weekend week so far. Uh, on the Packers part, you know, just kind of try and block that out somehow. But you know, it's it is what it is. It's gonna we got a long road ahead. Seems like so. Just gotta buckle up. Yeah, well, hold on for a moment. I have to go answer a door. But any one thing to ask in regards to you in regards to the week. What were your thoughts heading into this Packer game and? What went wrong? A lot went wrong. Uh, I think it has a lot to do with coaching. I know a lot of the guys are are young or missing people when people are hurt, but that was horrible out of the bye week. And for the offense to look like that against that defense was just embarrassing on so many levels. You know, so I think it starts with Matt LaFleur, and he's on the hot seat. There's no doubt about it. He's, something doesn't change. He's going to be gone. And, uh, you know, we'll see. I don't know. It, it was rough. It was rough. And I think it gets more, even worse this week, going back home to play Minnesota. So, we'll see. We'll see.
All right, hey everybody, sorry about that. Entering the door. Had a conversation just with my sister. Anyways, in regards to the Packers, for me, heading into the game, it's against Denver. You know, as we talked about last week, it's a team we should beat or should have beaten. But I don't know about you, AJ, but it seems like there's a small or large, I don't know what side of the aisle it is, but demographic or a fan base, again, let me know if I'm wrong, that doesn't want to come to the realization that we are more alike with Denver than we think we are. Now, that's heading into the game. I don't mean after the game. I mean heading into yeah. the game. What do you think of that? You know, I I really think this team has the pieces, and I just think I've never been the one to put all the heat on Matt LaFleur, but it's time for him to take the whole responsibility of this. I mean, it's been oh. bad. Everyone wants to always go to Joe Barry, and I get it, but they really have not been the problem. This offense has been terrible the scheme has been terrible. The play calling has been terrible. It, it's been a, a mess all around offensively. And, you know, it's it's got to fall on him. I was reading through Twitter, and uh, Kurt Benkert, our old backup, Aaron's – the year we lost to the 49ers, that was his last year there. He put out a tweet. He said, this team has had the problems since then, but they got bailed out because Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams would just play – backyard football, make the offense look good. And this team can't do that. They don't have the guys. Jordan's not like that. They don't have a receiver like Devontae. They can't just make things happen out of will. And it shows because the play calling and the schemes have been bad. And, and something's got to budge. It, it's getting worse each week at this point. And, you know, it's, it's, it's still early. They can still turn this around. I think we got a favorable schedule, but it's, it's not looking good as of right now. So we will be like the Broncos towards the end of the year, if it doesn't, something doesn't change. So. Right. And I know you were just talking about regards to, in your opinion, giving it fully to the head coach. Do you think there's on your pie sheet, pie sheet, I mean, on your pie sheet, is it a hundred percent membership, hundred percent Matt LaFleur or on your pie sheet? What do you think the percentage should be to equal a hundred percent? I think he's got a good, good percentage of it. You know, uh, Goody made this team, and he wanted to go the young route, and it's just year one of it, obviously, with all these young guys, so it's hard to tell what they can be. So you can't really put too much on him yet. It's more of like a two-year, three-year thing with all the young guys, especially like Jordan. But you can't you can't shy away from the fact that this offense and the, the play calling the past couple of weeks has been terrible. So the defense hasn't played bad. I mean, we got guys banged up everywhere on defense, and they still play well. Everyone wants to push Joe Barry out because it's always been the problem. But this year it's Matt, and the past couple weeks it's been Matt. So I think he's got to take about 85% of the blame for these past couple weeks because what they were coming out of the bye week was embarrassing. It was terrible. It was so bad, and it falls on him. And no one is – I mean, they're not playing – they're not playing for him right now, no doubt. Do you think that's what makes it worse, AJ, heading off of a bye week, losing to a team like Denver? I know oh, I was just... it was it made it so much worse. You know, we thought we were gonna have ever a lot of guys back and you know put forward to the team, but then Aaron Jones gets like eleven total touches or something. Mm-hmm. It was it was a mess. It was it definitely is way worse coming off the bye week, especially when you know who you're playing and what they've gone through. But yeah, it was it was bad.
right on Sunday morning on that other on the other show that I'm part of as a co-host, um, Big Cheese, uh, the Big Cheese Sports Show on uh, mm-hmm. Sports Radio, an hour before the kickoff's noon game. You know, we were with our guest uh, who hosts the Broncos show, and we were kind of in unison in regards to as I was talking about earlier. Green Bay and Denver being a mirror image of each other. Yeah. Both offenses stumbling trying to find our find our way. Defenses are good, but they break too often. Yeah. And we're just trying and both teams trying to light a fuse to get a spark to try to have some kind of momentum heading through throughout the rest of the season. So and again, that was before the game, you know, the mm-hmm. show then. After the game, I think I saw it even more because during the game of how each drive went especially in the first half, you know, both of our offenses and their defenses and whole entire teams seem more alike than they really want to be. Um, but I know for you, like you said, you know, you're always a forever optimist, you know, to as much as you can to a breaking point, yeah. I'm sure. But, you know, I'm hopeful that we can be able to to get right. You know, now we have Minnesota, right? We have our division rival. Yeah. I, th- we're only like, I just read something not too long ago. We're, we're still like a game out of the last wild card spot. Oh, right, yeah. The I mean, the NFC is so bad. If we can figure it out, we'll be in the mix. There's no doubt about it. But, you know, at this point, it's not something that I'm looking towards. You know, it it's seeming like we're going to have a top 10 pick. And, I mean, we should be looking at that because of what we've seen so far. Mm-hmm. So, you know, who knows? I hope we can turn it around. I would – I think it would be – I don't know – a top 10 pick would benefit this team probably a lot, but getting to the wild card, wild card, you never know what happens. I, this team last year started off bad in the beginning, got hot. I know we got someone else playing quarterback and more injuries, but you never know. You never know with this team. Right. You're still in the playoff hunt until you're officially and mathematically eliminated. Yep. Um, or as I try to tell myself, technically all 32 are still in the race. You know, Arizona even is not mathematically out yet because we're only in to week eight or heading into week eight, seven weeks in the season. Um, but before we talk about week eight, as we do each week, we go back to what was last week. The Jacksonville Jaguars defeating the Saints 31-24 to on that Thursday night game. Uh, did you know? Maybe you already did, AJ. But in 18 days, the Jaguars have won three games. Mm-hmm. You know, they had their two London games, which were fun to watch for me. Oh, yeah. And then they had a road game, a true, true road game at New Orleans, which is always a tough place, even whether the Saints are terrific or terrible. Yep. Um, what are your – I mean, I know we're a Packers show, but just, to, I guess, to share any thoughts, what are your thoughts on Jacksonville, on that feed, and just the team overall, and how they've been able to change in the past five years from from uh, bottom of the basement to trying to be yeah. the, the AFC, let alone their well, own division in the conference? Well, it starts to the draft. There's no doubt. All their guys are really young. But uh, this this is kind of what I expected from this team in the beginning of the year when I made my predictions. I liked Jacksonville a lot going into this year. And last year when they played in London, they found their groove as a team, got hot, made playoffs, and it's same thing this year. They look really good right now. And uh, I like the pieces and the parts they have. I mean, I don't think they're using Calvin Ridley right, right now. He really should be their number one option, but it's been Christian Kirk. But this team's got the pieces. They're going to be good towards the end of the year. They're good now. They're only going to get better. I like Jacksonville. Yeah, they definitely are going to be one to give Chiefs run for their money. Oh, yes, yeah. they did lose to the Chiefs this so already this season, but it still was a close game. Jaguars 
um, staying in it. But anyways, moving right along, we have the Falcons defeating the Buccaneers 16-13 uh, to 13 on the road. The Chicago Bears beating the Raiders 30-12 uh, to 12 in that matchup of backup quarterbacks. Both started <laughs> out in that game. So that was interesting with uh, well, at least half of that uh, battle I didn't even know about him, and that'd be the Bears' side. <laughs> yeah. But he played pretty well, and um, I like his moxie from what I saw during yeah. the game. Um, but he might not—he might—he might not be their future starter. But to me personally, he seems like a cool guy, mm-hmm. and you know, and I'm saying that without knowing at him at all. Um, moving forward, we got the Browns defeating the Colts in a close one, 39 to 38. They're in Indianapolis. Oh yeah, Mania is still running wild, but the Browns' defense. Uh, specifically, Miles Garrett, uh, yeah. rough and rush shot that leap over hmm. block field goal, not being a penalty as I was expecting. Oh yeah, because he didn't, you know, technically touch push off, center, yeah. push off or touch the center at any point. I mean, geez, he should have been a hurdle, hurdler in high school. Hmm. Uh, anyways, moving forward, um, in an interesting matchup, might not have been my game of the week, but was a fun one heading into it. Looking forward to. The Giants beat the Commanders 14-7 to in that matchup there in New York. The Ravens layeth the smackdown on the Lions 38-6. to I didn't see that one coming. I thought, you know, that was a game week. Hmm. I was thinking the Lions, you know, they're they're going to show that they're for real in the NFL, little in the NFC. So what are your thoughts on that after the fact of this Detroit Lions? I know it's just one game, but still uh, here against Baltimore. I was I was expecting it honestly. I I thought the Ravens were going to win, but I didn't not clearly like that. But I thought the Lions got too hot too early, and you know I, it doesn't mean they're not going to win more games. I just thought that they won a lot going into Baltimore, which is a tough place to play. Mm-hmm. Jared Goff's splits between home and road are way different. He's a different quarterback completely on the road. Is is not that good on the road, and that's that's what he showed. That whole Lions team showed that they were not good that that Sunday and Ravens gave it to them. That's, that's the team that if the Ravens play like that, they're dangerous. They are really dangerous, but uh, it was good to see. I was tired of the Lions winning already. This is, it's all right. But yeah, I, I kind of expected them to lose, but Ravens gave it to them. Ravens are scary. So. Yeah. Yeah, they are, but they also have their moments where, at least to me, it seems like, you know, with their quarterback trying to be due for that, and then he has, just has those games where uh, it just gets away from him, and then it just unravels, yeah. meaning there's, like, a Jekyll and Hyde in a way. But if they do play like that, like you said, they're going to be rough, running rough shot in the AFC, um, and that's good for me as I'm one of those that is hoping anybody but the Chiefs for the AFC being in the Super Bowl, but we just have to see down the road, but as you said, heading into the season, the AFC seems stronger than the NFC. More teams uh, fighting there to get there than or to get the top spot, let alone to win the division or a conference when we get to the playoffs. Than the NFC, where we might have three very good teams in the one, two, three, and the rest are just there and could make a run. Um, so I think my point in that one being there's more chance of a Cinderella story in the NFC side of the playoffs. Yeah, there is in the AFC, unfortunately. Moving right along, I want to talk about a Cinderella story. This game for them was a Cinderella story. 
the Patriots beating the Bills 29 to 25. Um, hey, Bill Belichick, he's still got it, I guess, and a little enough of it uh, there in that matchup, get, getting the win at home. The Seahawks over the Cardinals 20 to 10. The Steelers beat up on the Rams, winning in a close game 24 to 17. The Chargers were hanging out, hanging around the Kansas yeah. for a while. But they pull away, Chiefs win 31 to 17. As we talked about earlier, Broncos over the Packers, 19 to 17. The Eagles over the Dolphins, 31 to 17. That was surprising. Um, of course, I picked the Dolphins. Everybody else picked the Eagles from our battle. But I just, no, no, I just thought the Dolphins would be able to uh, expose the Eagles at least a little bit. Um, the Vikings, the surprise almost of the whole weekend, at least seems like to most, defeating the 49ers, 22 to 17 on Monday night football. They're in that battle. So, um, yeah, I mean, I know for us as Packer fans, we're used to seeing Kirk Cousins not playing the best on primetime games. And we thought that was going to be the case on Monday. No, Kirk Cousins, is, he's changed his whole career. Kirk Cousins is probably top eight quarterback in the league right now. There's no doubt. He's balling. Even without Justin Jefferson, it doesn't matter. He is, he's legit. And I – I'm happy for him, honestly, because he's going to get probably out of Minnesota this this year, and he's going to earn himself a decent contract going into the next year with the new team. So, I feel for him. I saw that chain oh, yeah. on the top ten thing, oh, as you were yeah. talking about being a top top ten, being number eight yeah. in the NFL. But uh, yeah, and then but that's who we face next week. You know, we face in Minnesota, though it is in our stomping grounds in Lambeau. So here we are, heading into Week Eight. Next week is going to be the halfway point unofficially officially for the NFL season. So next week we're hoping um, to have Gunny um, of Jet Situation and um, to have Bernie Bango uh, from his show uh, who also does our prediction battle with us so we can talk about all four of us will have our top ten teams of so far, you know, through halfway through the season. So I got to get working on that after we get to week eight. But week eight, Buccaneers, Bills starting off. That's a high game to start off with. Um, Buccaneers and Bills both trying to bounce back from a loss. Bills being a little bit more surprising of one. What say you? How do you think your things are going to go in Buffalo tomorrow night? I think this – I think Buffalo is going to find their stride somewhat this week. You know, they haven't looked – they haven't looked great the past two weeks, and especially losing New England. I, I like – I'm picking Buffalo, but I think Buffalo runs away with this one, honestly. Like, people are going to expect this to be somewhat close, but I think in the second half, Josh Allen and – Stephon Diggs are too much, and I think they end up running away with this and went in by, like, two touchdowns, two possessions. Nice to see that as well, though I am going to be cheering for Tampa Bay, not just because my association with you now, but just in general. The Buccaneers are a good team. I always keep talking about how I'm a big proponent for Baker Mayfield, you know, and everything, and how this Bucks team has been, uh, even with some bumps in the road. But I am officially picking the Bills um, as, a, as, like, a 27-17 final, but Buffalo can win. Battle of New York on Sunday. We have the Jets-Giants game. Officially, the Giants being the home team, but they're both in the same stadium, of course. Everybody knows. I'll go to throw it to you again, AJ, first. Uh, what say you there in the battle for New York? I'm going Jets. I think this is a super low-scoring game because both offenses are a little shaky, but the Jets got the upper hand when it comes to defense. I think Brees Hall will have another big game. He's starting to Starting to find his stride this year, getting healthier. I like Brees Hall. I like the Jets. I like the Jets this week. 
Same here. Same here. Jets uh, kind of have a close game, low-scoring game maybe, uh, but like a 16-14 game. Uh, but I have the Jets getting the win, quote-unquote, on the road uh, facing the Giants there. Moving forward, we have the Jaguars and the Steelers. I go first here. You know, the Steelers, you know, they might seem like a bad team, but they always play with Moxie. Uh, they have a good defense especially. Uh, excuse me, that keep them in games. I'm officially picking Jacksonville. I think the Jaguars just are better. Uh, the Jaguars open the Steelers like 24 to 13. But see you, EJ, how do you think it'll go in Pittsburgh? I I know I was just hyping up Jacksonville, but I like the Steelers to make an upset this week. They they're gonna play really tough and they might not have the greatest secondary or run stopping team, but they they play really hard. That offense is it's it's a work in progress, but you know. They're at home, big game, two two lost teams. Uh, I, I like Pittsburgh this week to, to upset the Jaguars. And moving right along, we got the Eagles facing off against the Commanders. Uh, I think they already played early in the season in Philadelphia, where the Commanders actually took it to overtime. Um, I'm going to go first here. I'm going to hmm. I'm going to go with the upset. I'm going to go with the Washington Commanders. Um, to get the win, 27-24 type of score. Um, they couldn't get it done that first time in Philadelphia. This time they're at home, whatever that means truly. But I'm going to go with the Commanders Yeah, to get the dub. Let's say you. I'm going Philadelphia. I think the Commanders are starting to play like most people expected. They've looked, they've looked bad. Uh, I think it continues. This is another tough week with Philadelphia. I think Philadelphia takes it to them this week. There won't be no overtime needed this time. Roger that. Now, moving forward, we got the L.A. Rams facing off against the Dallas Cowboys in Dallas. The Jerry's Grove. Uh, A.J., what say you? You think the Rams have a chance to beat Dallas? Uh, no, I don't think so. The Rams' offensive line is really bad. They're going to get to Matt Stafford the whole day. I like Michael Parsons to have a huge game this week. You know, the Rams got those two receivers, Puka and Cup, but – I know the Cowboys secondary is not the greatest right now, but they're going to get to Stafford before he has a lot of time to throw the ball. I like Dallas a lot, mainly because of defense. Uh, for me, I'm going with the Cowboys as well. Um, and it's actually more so the offense. I mean, defense is really good too, and it'll help. But I think their, their offense especially is just – she's like it's growing each and every week in regards to how they play, uh, even though they've had a bye week. Uh, but still, yeah. you know, throughout the season here, getting to the halfway point, I think the Cowboys are going to uh, get the win. And I don't really think it's going to be close, uh, 27-10, something like that. Um, but Dallas getting the win. Next up, yes, the Packers do play at noon. Uh, we have the Vikings facing the Packers in Green Bay. We both, I'm sure, have Green Bay. I guess my score prediction, I'll have Packers over the Vikings. Yeah, 17-13. Type of score. Um, but I guess for you, what say you in regards to the matchups and what you'll be watching like an X Factor heading into the game, the game? Well, well, as what I've seen so far, I'm definitely not taking Green Bay this week. Just so that I can keep my record decent in the pick, I'm, I'm picking the Vikings this week. I, All right. I spoke to you soon. Hey, I, I mean, the until something changes on offense, it's just going to be the same team. I mean – Minnesota's defense is starting to play better. Brian Flores always has solid defenses. It's 
they they don't stop the run, but we're not going to give the ball to Aaron Jones, and we can't run block anyway. So there's there's no point. And you know, Jordan, I thought has been has been regressing. So I I know they don't have Justin Jefferson, and I think we'll be able to stop Madison. I think it's kind of a low scoring game, especially off of that big week for Minnesota. I like I like the Vikings in like somewhat of like another score of what we just faced this week, like a 19-17. It will be really close. We'll be in the game till the fourth, and then we won't get a stop or we'll have another turnover. I'm going I'm going Minnesota sadly, but that's if I don't make if I don't win this pick, then I don't care. So <laughs> right, right, whatever. Uh, moving, moving forward, uh, we have the Atlanta Falcons, surprising Atlanta Falcons team, who are right now the leaders of that division, beating Tampa Bay, as we spoke about earlier, facing off against the Tennessee Titans, and for some odd duck reason, I've been hearing about uh, their running back being uh, up for auction, okay. <laughs> and that was somewhat surprising where that came from. But uh, just for the pick itself, I'm going to go with the Falcons, actually, to get the win on the road, like a 23-20 kind of win. Uh, but I'm going with Atlanta. What's a you think the Falcons could get her done? I still don't believe in the Falcons, mainly because of Desmond Ritter and how Arthur Smith uses his weapons. I mean, that fiasco with Bijan this mm-hmm. week was a complete mess, and I still don't know. None of us, I don't think, know the details of that yet. But I I know Tennessee might not have Tannehill this week, but I think this is a super low-scoring game, and Derrick Henry is just going to – pound the rock into the Falcons the whole day. I like the Titans in a really, really low-scoring game. This this game will be probably pretty ugly, but uh, I'm, I'm going to go with the Titans at home. All right, and we are still punching through the noon games. And next up is the Patriots against the Dolphins in Miami. Uh, AJ, what say you? I know last week we both were poo-pooing the Patriots' chances against Buffalo. That was even at home. Now this one's on the road. Uh, what say you going down in sunny Miami? Yeah, being in Miami is huge. I think the Dolphins are going to air it out all over the Patriots, get back to really who they were. I know they they had some bright spots of that Philadelphia game, but they didn't play like they have against these other teams. And New England's a mess, so I like I like the Dolphins. Same here, same here, going with the Dolphins over the Patriots, 27-20 or something like that, but actually close. And Patriots keeping up, but just not able to uh, finish them off at all. Moving right along, we have the Saints battling against the Indianapolis Colts in Indianapolis. I'm going to go with the Colts. I'm going to go with the Colts getting the win. Now, 17-13. Uh, just simple as that. What say you going on in Indianapolis? Uh, I'm going to go with the Saints. I, I still think the Saints are the better team. The Colts put up a ton of points this week against a really good defense, which I think – was a fluke, and they're going to face another really good defense this week. And I think they scored too many points last week. So I don't think they're going to score many this week against the Saints. You know, the Saints offense is struggling, but Alvin Kamara touches the ball like 45 times a game, and I think he's going to have another big game this week against the Colts, and I'm I'm riding with the Saints. Okay, moving forward, we got the Houston Texans against the Carolina Panthers in Carolina. Carolina coming off their bye week. They're still the, you know, final team to – Trying to get their first win, you know. So, um, this seems like it could be a game for them to get, but CJ Stroud, I think it would just be too much. I'm going with the Houston Texans to get the win, like 23 23 17, something like that. But what say you in regards to the, this matchup? 
I agree. I'm going with the Texans as well. We get a little uh, first pick in the draft against second pick in the draft action. I mm-hmm. think CJ is going to obviously look like the better option like he has all year. I'm riding the Texans. And before we got the Browns and Seahawks to go first here. Um, in this battle, how do you see things going there in Seattle? Uh, I th- Deshaun's out this week. P.J. Walker's playing. I think P.J. Walker's magical run ends this week. I th- Seattle, I think the Browns will be in it, and I think it will be really close, but I'm taking Seattle at home with that 12th man. Um, I'm going to go with the Seahawks as well, surprisingly. Uh, get a win, like a 27-24, 27-24 win, uh, but I'm going with the Seahawks as well. And moving forward, uh, we do have, another, as we are now into the afternoon games for Sunday, uh, Bengals 49ers. Uh, for that one, that one is my game of the week here. It's like it's the late 80s in the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. But, um, anyways, uh, but for this matchup, you know, 49ers, two games in a row, right? They're not themselves. Brock Purdy is not the Brock that I know, know and love and respect, you know, and then kind of with that, or the Bengals defense and them coming up a bye week and healthier, kind of what the Packers were trying to do heading into the Denver game. This past week, I'm going to go with the Cincinnati Bengals to get the win, uh, 27-13 type of win, but I'm going to go uh, with the Bengals there. What say you? What do you think is going down in Santa Clara? Yeah, I'm going Cincinnati. The, uh, today, Just they got a, they announced that Sam Darnold's actually going to be starting because – uh, Brock Purdy's going to have some – I think they said he had some concussion symptoms. Oh, well, there you uh, go. <laughs> I don't know if that was for sure yet, but I, I did read that earlier. But hmm. if that's true, I'm going to go with the Bengals. I think the Bengals are going to make a statement this week and, you know, show the league that they're still the Bengals and they're still going to be around. It will still be a really close game because I think Christian McCaffrey will be able to have his way with the Bengals' D-line. I like the Bengals in a close one. Well, this next game might not be a close one, but hopefully it'll be a good one. Hopefully we got the Chiefs and Broncos in Denver. I'm going to go with the Chiefs getting the win, like a 45-13 type of win. Um, but hopefully, in regards to cheering, hopefully the Broncos keep it close a little and maybe even get the upset, kind of like New England did to Buffalo last week. Yeah. Um, but what say you? How do you see this one going there in Denver? Uh, the Chiefs. Simple as that. I mean, they – Chiefs defense has been probably the biggest surprise of the year to a lot of people, and I don't see how the Broncos are going to score enough points on that defense to beat them. So Patrick Mahomes, Chiefs, getting the one this week. Right, next up we have the Baltimore Ravens and the Arizona Cardinals. Battle of the Birds here in Arizona. Uh, I'm going to go first. I'm going to go with the Ravens. I think as simple as that. You know, Arizona trying to find themselves. Um, 27-13 type of win. But yeah, what's say you? They're here in the matchup in Arizona, the desert. Uh, yeah, Ravens. I think Lamar is gonna keep playing like he did this past weekend, mm-hmm. and uh, really give it to the Cardinals. Ravens are one of. I like them a lot in the AFC to be like a sleeper to make the Super Bowl. I and I definitely like them this week. And you know, before we go to our next matchup, which is the Chicago Bears against the LA Chargers in LA. I want to give a shout-out to the Arizona Diamondbacks, to the baseball yeah. team, um, making it to the World Series, the seventh game, a gritty team. You know, as we've learned as Brewer fans, Milwaukee, or I am, personally, I know you, I think for you, you're the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, but for me, as a Milwaukee Brewer fan, the past couple of years, if you beat us, you'll go to the World yeah. Series. I, I saw that tweet, actually. So, 
Oh, okay. Yeah. If you beat us, you'll go to the World Series. So uh, congratulations, Arizona. I'm actually going to be cheering for Arizona. They, they're kind of with the Brewers in their way in regards to uh, small market team. Um, yeah. uh, gritty players. Um, I, I'm i really getting to know them a little bit through this run after, you know, beyond, you know, scouting them, quote, unquote, for our series before we got swept. Um, and um, I really hope that they can get the win against the Rangers. So I know you do follow baseball, and I think your team is the Reds. Yep. Your thoughts on this World Series, quick thoughts, and who do you have for winning the champions? I was really surprised. I thought the Phillies were going to walk away with the whole thing this year after they beat Atlanta the way they started against Arizona. And then they just fell apart, which was surprising. And usually when this stuff happens, these magical runs usually end for the team in the World Series. That's what I expect. The Rangers are a very good team. They can kill the ball. They can pitch the ball. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, the, the D-backs can do somewhat of the same, but I like the Rangers lineup more. I like their pitching more, their bullpen more. I'm going to go – I'm going with the Rangers. Rangers in? I'm going to go Rangers in six. And I'm going to go D-backs and D-backs in six. So, we've both got six games. We're going with the other teams. Um, yep. So – so just like we just like this Saturday, we're against each other for college yep. football. Hell yeah! Um, so it's time to jump around oh, yeah. and uh, try to. We might not be laying the smackdown on them, but we just hope to win. <laughs> Let alone keep up. It's the trap game. <laughs> yeah, we hope. <laughs> Anyways, uh, moving on in regards to football, pro football, Bears, Chargers. AJ, what say you here in LA? I mean, the Bears got to win with their backup. I don't know. If yeah, they started able to start now, but. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure if Justin's giving it a go, and if he's not, then this will be this will be pretty hard to watch for Bears fans and people that aren't a fan of the Chargers or the Bears. This it will be a blowout, I expect. The Bears defense isn't good, and they definitely won't be able to score points without Justin. So, I like the Chargers by a lot, and I think Keenan Allen and Eckler and Herbert we're got all gonna have a big day. Yeah, like a 35 to three type of game. Um, yeah. Chargers getting the win. Um, and even saying that, I'm sure LA Chargers will, fans will enjoy this, but it's a Sunday night football game. The rest of America might not. Um, then we also have, talk about primetime on ESPN, the Raiders-Lions. That might not be marquee. Um, but, again, the Lions trying to bounce back after a rough game against a very good Baltimore Ravens, as we were talking about. Um, but I see the Lions getting the win here, and not just because it's the Raiders. If they lose, they'll tell me something differently. I don't know how the game goes. I'm going Lions over the Raiders, 27 to 10. Uh, what say you there for the Monday Night Football game in Detroit, Michigan? Yeah, I'm, I'm going Detroit too. I getting back home and playing Monday Night Football with that crowd and this specific Lions team. I think the fans are going to come out and give them a huge boost, especially after this past week. And I think the Lions will look really good this week. I mean, they're playing the Raiders, so you know you, they should. But uh, I think they have a big week on offense. Their defense is still good, and Jimmy G probably won't be playing. So the Lions will win this game probably by a lot. So, Yeah, I'm sure their fans should hope that as well. Yeah. Um, also, um, I know you're talking about you saw the stat in regards to the Brewers thing. I saw another stat that was interesting. Maybe you already knew. Uh, both the Rangers and the Diamondbacks two years ago had over 100 losses. Yeah. And now we're playing the Battle of the World Series. We're just throwing that out there to the, to the viewers that might not know or care. It happens all the time in baseball, too. Does it seem that way? There's more of um... – I mean, you get those – you get the Astros and the Dodgers 
like every year mm-hmm. and, and the Braves sometimes. But, you know, these these teams, they they build up for a couple of years and then they're really bad and then they get really good. And it's it's looking like it might be the Reds next year. I mean, we're <laughs> pretty young, but no, the, the young <laughs> teams, the D-backs are really young, the Rangers, the Orioles, the Reds. You know, there's a lot of good teams heading in the right direction. I mean, you got the, the Braves are the Braves. They, they they got their guys. They're all studs. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, there's there's a lot of teams with their really really young guys, and there's they're they're gonna be on the come up. Obviously, the D backs are already there, so we'll see. It'll yeah, for me, I'm, you know, I'm used to just staying in my Brewers world, you know. And yeah. I guess to ask you, since you follow baseball overall, it seems like more so beyond just your Cincinnati Reds. What happened to what like? What happened to the Yankees? What happened to the Red Sox? They were the no. dominance of the MLB, and now it's all about these young teams. Now it's whatever, and they're just trying to keep up with them. Like What happened to change that tide and turn it to what it, not, not anymore? I think the Red Sox are, are going in that direction. You know, they were, they were really young, and they have, they have parts. They just didn't really put it together. I think they'll be better. The Yankees, though, they – you know, they – Gave all that money to Aaron. It starts with their front office. Their their manager isn't that good. I mean, and then they give him an extension. Yankees are kind of in a weird situation. They got Aaron Judge and then like Giancarlo Stanton, but he's getting old. I like the Red Sox more than the Yankees, especially mm-hmm. like the young movement, youth movement. So I, I don't know. The Yankees got all the money in the world to fix it, so they probably will, but. You know, if we're talking like youth movement and things going down the road, I, I would take, I would say the Red Sox are doing the better thing. All right. Respect there. Um, and as I step away to get the helmets, you let everybody know what your game of the week is and why. Oh, uh, I forgot about it. Let me see. Uh, I'm going to try and come off of. I'm not going to do the same one as you. That would be mine, but I'm going to do a little something different. I'm going to go with the Jaguars and Steelers this week. You know, I, I think it's a big game for both teams, especially for the Steelers. They can they can really make a statement. That would be really big for uh, later down the season when it comes to the playoffs. A uh, big one for the Jacksonville. If they won, they can stay hot. But, yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to go Pittsburgh and Jacksonville this week. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you had the Steelers? Yep. I'm, I'm so, going with the Steelers. Yeah, we're going different there, but yeah, that's that is going to be a, a gritty one because oh yeah, Jake, Jake offense, Steelers defense, and all that. So, yeah. Anyways, thanks everybody for uh, for joining us. Like we do each or as we do each and every week. This time a little baseball on the side. We have the oh yeah World Series coming up. Don't forget everybody that is baseball fans. I'm sure you already know game one Friday night uh, for baseball. So, but for NFL, another week on Sunday starting tomorrow night and all that. So, AJ, before we go, any last thoughts uh, about the Packers, football, baseball, whatever quick thoughts you have to have? And as always, share about you. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't have much more to say about the Packers until something changes. So, I'm just going to leave it as go, Pack, go, and hopefully pull out a win this week against Vikings. Yeah, you know, hopefully hopefully we can get that done. Obviously, yeah. for those that watch weekly, you know where to find him. And you know where to find me on all social medias. Thank you for watching, whether you're watching this live or archived when it's on the channel. Uh, we will be doing our predictions, tweeting all that. Um, and I know he lives tweets during college games, let alone the NFL games. So uh, check that out as well. So with that, I hope you all have a great evening and a bubble loss.
as always, take care.